0: Blob Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this, the sum of that, the sum of everything. Come, come, yeah, so. All right, folks. Welcome back for another week of Come Get Some. This is episode thirteen. The 13th day before the Friday, the 13th, which is the 12th day of the month. And then I have the paranormal badasses themselves from Dead X Radio, chant and Jeff, talking about ghosts and hauntings today. Also, 13 is my lucky number. So let's get this going. And, and I want to say real quick, uh, b- before we get into all that, I, I just want to address the the 110-pound EBE in, in the room. You Look it up if you, if you have to. It'll take two seconds, A-B-E. Um, <laughs> last week I had some audio issues entering into the intro of the show. I do apologize for those intro issues. Um, I've been using a cell phone to call into the show, and I've, I've developed a better method of doing that. So we shouldn't have these audio issues anymore um, in the intros and in the closing of shows. So I do apologize for that. It has been effectively taken care of and eradicate it, I do believe. Uh, of course, other things can happen. I'm really excited. Uh, I, I've got some things coming up. I have been working on a major, major, major guest to have on the show. Now, it's not major like uh, like The Rock or Steve Martin major. However, if you know The Rock or Steve Martin or how I can get them on my show, let me know at cgs at gmail.com. Or, or you can, of course, you can uh, tweet me at Miami Six Man or at CGS here. Um, Steve Martin actually was the first comedian to make me want to entertain people and want to make people laugh. So that would be awesome if I can make that happen. Of course, The Rock is The Rock. Um, but I'm working on this one guest. You will all know who this person is. I'm not going to spoil it right now or or jinx it. When you have this guest voice in your ears and i tell you who it is you're all going to know who she is so i'm really looking forward to that you already got a hint there it's a she uh but coming up very soon within a month month and a half i should have this guest on i'm also going to have the library bards on coming soon we finally got that scheduled out those guys are awesome check them out on youtube library bards they're a geek parody band you don't have to be a geek to enjoy them it's a lot of fun and they've been doing a show with these these Dweeb Darling girls. These girls uh, have this uh, – Heidi Cox has this Dweeb Darling's production company. She made a YouTube series called uh, Stalking Lavar, Very funny thing. I recommend you watch that. They're like six-minute episodes, six to 12 minutes at the most. You'll really enjoy that. And um, probably going to have them on a the show. And I'm looking to have Michael Sharkey, 30-year um, uh, program manager in Tampa Radio. I think it's Tampa Radio. Um, He has an app out called Hello, H-E-I-L-O, Hello. I'm on it, and you can make 60-second-long voice messages to each other. So those of you who hate being on audio and talking to people, you can do the 60-second message. It's like no big deal. It's a personal message. It doesn't even have to be public. And if you want to answer a tweet with a voice message instead of just tweeting, you can do that and link it to your Twitter Uh, So if you want to keep in touch with me and have verbal communication with me, you can. I will respond. Uh, Find me Chris C. Uh, Find the uh, Come Get Some logo as an icon. You'll know it's me. Friend me on hello, H-E-I-L-O, and we'll talk. In the meantime, I also have this other new sponsor, completely non-conflicting with Log Talk, a new sponsor I want you all to hear from, which is ironic because this weekend, Saturday, I think it's Clay County Prison, uh, behind bars, uh, there's a link for it. In the description of this podcast, Uh Radio is with Rob, Rob Demarest from uh, Ghost Hunters International to doing a haunted tour there uh, this weekend. Cash at the door. The online ticket sales are over. Check that out. But ironically, uh, that leads into my new sponsor. So check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. New this fall on Chris TV. He ruined your childhood. He could have ruined your child. But together... They're the wackiest pair since the odd couple. That's right. This fall on prison TV, it's Bill Cosby and Jared Fogle. And together, they're going to hell in a handbasket. That's right. This fall, don't miss the hell in a handbasket on prison TV. Cause you left the paper under again. <laughs> oh, you do the downest <laughs> This fall. On Prison T V. If Prison T V is not available in your assault, see so local warden, not available in Solitary Confinement. All right, so there you have it. Prison T V. They'll give you the prime, but remember you have to do the time where you'll just a show. So go out there and commit some felons and, and get yourself in prison so you can catch the fall premiere of, of to hell in a handbasket on Prison TV uh this fall. In the meantime, uh here's part two of my interview with uh chance and Jeff on radio,
1: That we are people, person, people, people, people. I don't know how I say that. People, people. We're people, people. We're people, people. people, people. And everywhere we go, I mean, my whole life, I'm the guy that when I go to the the grocery store at the checkout, you know, whoever the cashier may be, old, young, guy, girl, whatever, whoever it is, I just like to make their day a little bit better. You know, kind of joke with them make their day just fun. So at the end of the day, they're boring, mundane job. You look on their faces, and they're miserable. So you see them just, like, pushing groceries through. And when I get up there, all of a sudden, by the time I'm leaving, they're smiling. And that makes me happy. I just like to interact with people and to say stupid stuff just to to make people be like, you know what, my day's a little bit better because I uh, came across Jeff. So that being carried over, and we're all like that. And so that being carried over into the show, we bring that personality out in the show. And then when we're in public, especially when people come up to us and want to talk to us and they recognize us, that just amps us up even more because I've, I've realized something about myself is when I, I – because there's, there's moments for myself whenever I just want my alone time and I just want to, like, you know, disappear and, and, and just kind of relax. But when I'm on, when I'm out in public and I'm um, talking to people – it's like that switch turns on, and we're all like that. We all just love interacting with people and having fun with them. And so I, I just I can't see any of us being to that point to where we think that we're better than everyone else out there. I mean, there, there, there's people that I think that I'm better that I am better than, but that's because I look at them and I'm like, I don't want to be like that. because they're I, jerks, because they're, jerks, they're assholes. And uh, like Chance has said multiple times, there's two types of people in this world. There's people, and then there's assholes. And if you're an asshole, then, you know what, move along.
0: No, that's true. And I see, that, I see that with you and with folks like GK Bose, who we both interviewed and have become friendly with. The thing is, i am seeing an increase of people who are just good people, who are being good people to each other, that are being more successful now. And that's something we want to see. And I'm real glad to see it happen to a lot of people. And it's, it, it comes back to that synchronicity thing you guys always talk about seems like it's all connected, and it's all coming to a head, and it's going to be great when it all gets to where it's going, and I can't wait to see how it all turns out
1: for all of us. Exactly, and I'm glad you said that, because that really is what it's about, is there's great people in this world, and I I would rather challenge people to, like, the hashtag that we keep putting out there, be a better person. <clears throat> that really is important to me, because there's, there's so many people out there. We're, we're on this planet. I mean, we're on a freaking rock, spinning through space, circling around a big ball of fire. I mean... You look out, and the entire solar system is riddled with a bunch of dots that are bigger than our whole planet. So anyone that thinks that they're all that, well, guess what? You're just one little <laughs> blip away from disappearing. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, we all got to be together. We all have to, to to make this life better for each other. And, quite frankly, I, I'm, I'm very thankful for people like GK Bose and yourself and, and all, you know, our DeadX guys and and all of our our friends that we've been really creating since we started the show, in that mm-hmm. we all kind of have that same mentality of of being together and pushing out positivity, and you know, and, and not being afraid to to say things are stupid when people are being stupid. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. You're not afraid to call anyone an idiot, Jeff. That's for sure. That's um. true. I've done it <laughs> a few times. So, I'm going to give you guys an impossible scenario. I want to see how you guys deal with this because I, I, I'm going to test you guys. Um, you guys built that DedEx is growing bigger than ever. You got the brand going. You're going to have multiple shows. You've already said uh, something with Morgan Strubler now. He's going to die in New York. You've got DedEx Chronicles, which is going to be phenomenal and amazing. But what if, guys, I'm going to give you both a scenario. Chance gets approached by Steven Spielberg. Chance, Steven Spielberg wants to remake. Spielberg wants to remake Jaws, and it's not a crappy remake. you read the script, there's six of them, six movies, multi-million dollar deal. You're the man that's going to be the head of every movie. It's all about Chance and Jaws. Uh, Jeff, you're approached by Josh Whedon and Nathan Fillion. They want to make a Captain Hammer spinoff of Dr. Horrible. It's going to be a weekly sing-along Dr. Horrible Single Captain Hammer series, where you're an understudy for Captain Hammer because he's got terminal illness or something. So you and Nathan Billion fighting crime at the Hammers on Netflix, like, multi million dollar deal. Only problem is you can't possibly do that and handle that at, radio at the same time. What do you do? Well, I guess the
1: response that I have to that is yes, we can, because we still during the week and on whatever TV show or movie that we're doing, and we come back together and do Dead Radio for three hours on a Saturday. And that three hours is time-boxed by all of us, so even if we're traveling around and can't be together, we pull each other in because by that time I will have had my software company develop the technology that just pulls us all together and seems like we're all in the same studio. So. Yeah,
2: John's already working on films as we speak, actually, anyways, it, John's used to it, so.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I was making a hypothetical where in the hypothetical, it's just impossible. However, if you guys are defeating all odds, you'll make it possible. It's just going to happen. That Ex is your baby, and, and you're not leaving that
2: for anything. It's basically what you get next. No, I I would not leave that Ex for you. It's only that, but if Spielberg came to me and said he's remaking Jaws. I'd smack him in the fucking mouth anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, that That is a classic you don't touch. Leave it as is. You don't remake The Exorcist. You don't remake Jaws. There's a certain classics you just leave as is. Yeah,
1: like Ghostbusters. you still not remake that. <laughs>
0: Are you okay, okay with the new ones
2: It's not a remake. It's a, it's a branch off. Yeah,
0: you're okay yeah. With
2: you're, not okay. you're not okay with this new one. I haven't seen it, but I, I I'm I perfectly okay with the new uh, Ghostbusters. It's not a reboot. It's just they're, they're bringing the, the name back, and they have these girls that are leading up the group. So it's, a, it's more of a continuation story. And I think that's what the problem is, is people are thinking that, oh, they're remaking Ghostbusters like it never happened, and this is, you know, how it was supposed to be. That's not it at all. It's a continuation story from the original. Story.
1: I just think that based on what I've seen in the previews, and this is simply based on that because I have not seen the movie, that it seems like it's going to do the same thing that Star Wars Episode Seven just did to us. And that is – The brand new All that was. All that was was a, a remake of A New Hope, and I, I just have a feeling – that they're just going to essentially do the same thing with Ghostbusters except with girls because even the the big monster looks pretty much like the last one, or, you know. And it's it's yeah. like eh. I think it looks. But the thing I like is good. that they stuck with the original
2: format of Ghostbusters with the way the ghosts look and stuff like that. I love it that they brought back that like retro feel to it. I do like that. Well,
0: well from the I guess we'll have it looks to see sillier. It. it looks sillier than the original Ghostbusters was. I want it to be a tad darker. I think on what I saw. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's me. the thing.
2: Everybody's going
0: darkly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You. So you guys got into this, you know, we went back to talk about it earlier, just going back around. Um, what was it in your past, Jeff, uh, I know that might have been touched on lately on, on the show, that made you interested in paranormal investigation? When did you decide you had to be in the mix and actually being on site, discovering and learning about, about the paranormal?
1: Oh, you know, I don't think that I've I've asked that question of people before, but I don't think anyone's asked me that. So, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I remember growing up as a kid that uh, I was an army brat so all over the world and we were living in Massachusetts. One time specifically I remember and and I I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, it could just be the 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 wild imagination of a child, but I I could swear I saw a UFO and it was uh, on this Big like we lived on a hill, and looking out over across everything, I could swear I saw one. In my mind, I still see it, but I I, I can't guarantee what it might or might not have been. So I've I've experienced that, and then just at different houses I've lived in. I lived in uh, this one house that I owned. Um, it was it had activity. It had a lot of activity. There were there was a lot of stories that happened to me at that location. And I think it was about that time that I started really wanting to know more and uh, doing my research and getting into it. I've been on paranormal teams, I've done my own investigations, and because I'm very opinionated on things, there's certain techniques that certain people use that because I do know technology and I do, I I, I bring a lot of things to investigations because I did plumbing and building. When I was younger, my uh, stepdad owned a building and plumbing contracting company, so I grew up doing that with him. So I know how to build a house. I know how houses work. I know how all the, everything works. I've got electricity work. I've, I, I have all of this stuff that in coming together to an investigation, I kind of pull all these things and really kind of get a good grasp on, on what things might be, what they might not be. And so that's why I, a know, lot of for me. I even know how babies are made. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so even like even some of the tools that they use in the quote-unquote paranormal investigation field, uh, some of those tools, because I understand how technology works, I just shake my head at it because it's like it's, you, you guys are just hyping yourself up for no reason. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And um, Chance, how, how did what
0: was it that sparked your interest in um, in, in the paranormal investigation?
2: Oh God. I uh I literally grew up with um haunted locations throughout my family. Uh my grandmother's house was probably by far the most extreme haunted location I had ever seen in my life. And that was say? way back when I was a kid. I wasn't even interested in being a paranormal investigator when I was a kid. Um but just between the activity that I saw. Now granted, you know, like Jeff, there was times, you know, that I kind of said, eh, maybe the overactive imagination. But the real thing of of life is that sometimes something is so obvious in front of you that you just have to go, okay, this is what it is. You know, and one of the examples given is when you see an object get slammed shut that there's no way possible. Now, let me clarify on this. I'm not talking about a swinging door. Uh, To give you a small example was at my grandmother's house, there was this old medicine cabinet that was in the bathroom, and it was an old metal, you know, old-fashioned, you know, was like the 1960s, you know, uh, cabinets, you know, with the heavy sliding glass uh, mirror. And I was in there in the bathroom. The sliding glass door was open. I just happened to look into the, the cabinet, and I remember this specifically. It was a tube of aquafresh that caught my attention. It might, I think it was the colors, the red, green, and blue. It just caught my attention. And I turned to look at that tube of toothpaste, and all of a sudden that cabinet decided to slam shut sideways. I'm sorry, an air conditioning vent, wind blowing through the house, nothing of that that nature is going to be strong enough at the back of this house, you know, in that bathroom, be able to lift a a big, large piece of glass and slam it sideways. There's just no way. Um, It wasn't a vibration. It wasn't, you know, a mini earthquake here in Florida that caused it. It was a direct slam like someone physically just slammed it shut uh the cabinets in my grandmother's kitchen it's a very long row that goes down to my grandmother's house was kind of large and it goes all the way down it's overhead cabinets and it makes like a left at the end that leads into the dining room so it's kind of a reverse l shape those cabinets in the middle of the night used to open up all at the same time and then start slamming one by one all the way down like somebody's just walking and slapping each one shut wow once again I don't know of a squirrel that would do that that came into the house. I don't know of when. You know, there's like I said, sometimes there's certain things. I'm not saying it's a ghost because nobody knows really what a ghost is, but I am saying that it's some type of paranormal activity that we're just not familiar with, and I would like to know what it is. And that's what got me into doing what, what I do.
0: Okay. So you guys, have you guys ever seen an apparition or dealt with a demon in any way, shape, or form that you're aware of?
2: Yes, I actually have seen a full body apparition once in my life, and I have seen a uh, a full shadow person uh, twice in my life.
0: Shadow people, wow. Jeff, anything?
1: I have never personally seen a full body apparition, and I would like to. Yeah.
0: I, I saw shadow I was people. 40 years old. Oh, really? Wow. You seen shadow people?
1: Yeah, I've seen shadow people. I mean, I've seen, uh you know, I've seen, seen a lot. I mean, a lot of Stuff has, uh, as far as activity goes, I've had personal experiences. I think I told the story before about getting woken up at three in the morning here, and what I thought was a gunshot, hearing someone screaming bloody murder out my back window, calling the cops. Come to find out, it was a, an old man who uh, snuck out of a nursing home and drowned to death in the lake behind my house. And the whatever woke me up put me in a position where I needed to try to help someone. And I didn't hear this guy screaming until I physically opened the window and and stuck my head up to listen. And so uh, experiences like that and just other like footsteps and, and sounds and voices and EVPs, I mean, all of those things, yeah, you know, dime a dozen million of them, but the actual full body apparition, that's one thing that I'm still waiting to find.
0: Yeah, the one I saw when I was four was, it seemingly saw that I could see it. I think it was a her, and it seemed like she knew I could see her, and she was following us up the street, and, it, and ironically, it was on a Halloween night. Um, but I blacked that out for 30-some years, and you're just remembering about four or five years ago. So, so looking at that, you guys have your experiences, I have my experience, we've all seen and experienced these paranormal things. Do you believe that this is evidence that there's something in the afterlife, or do you think it's something different?
1: Regardless of what you believe of the
2: afterlife. Well, I would say for me, because now this is a personal opinion. This is not fact. I right. do believe in I do believe in life after death. I do believe in heaven and hell. You know, I believe in God and Satan. Um, but however, whenever we're doing our investigations, I cannot approach it that way. I have to approach it from. It's just. It's almost like a court case. I have to go with facts only. That's it. You know, I can't sit there and base my opinions on anything that happens. If I do, now it's biased, and you throw it out. It doesn't count anymore. You can't use it. You have to have a non-biased approach with everything that you do. But for me, that's the thing is that, hypothetically, let's say that it is religious-based. Well, obviously, there's some type of facet of science behind that as well. So I think it's all kind of related in the long run.
0: That's one of the big things I see here on, on, in the media is that people don't seem to realize you can put science together and you can also put faith in, in other beings visiting Earth together as well. It doesn't all have to be exclusive to each other.
1: There's a million theories out there, and the way I approach that topic really just comes down to kind of a chance of saying all we can go off of is what we can measure. And essentially, we know that our, our human body form is a pile of bones and muck, and it's brought to life by our life energy of who we are. We're inhabiting this body. And when someone dies, we all know based on scientific testing and theories that have been thrown out there that energy never dies. Energy does not get destroyed. Energy gets transformed in some fashion. So, That life energy, when it leaves our bodies, well, what happens to it? It's not discounting any religion because, you know, that actually supports religion because religion even talks about how our soul, which I guess might be considered that life energy I'm talking about, actually is separate from our body. Religion teaches that. So it's kind of a scientific way of measuring it, and so Let's say this this energy that leaves the body is is stuck down here for some reason, and that that energy gets trapped in some way. There's theories out there that limestone is known for trapping energies like Crystal that. Sound. Crystals trap sound. So there there's scientific things out there that really raise more questions than they do answers. So anyone that claims to be an expert in this and that they know exactly how it works, well, they're full of crap because Right. It, it really, it, it just leads us in that other direction of, okay, well, what else can we discover? What else can we find from it? Yeah.
2: And here's the other thing, too, to give you an example. Take a flashlight, shine it straight up, and turn it on. That means is headed up toward the sky. Now, if you shut the light off, does that mean the light just falls right back down to Earth magically and it just disappears? No. The light continues to keep traveling forever and ever, amen, out in this space. That's where light goes. Light has no weight. Light travels at 186,300 miles per second. So when you click on that flashlight, it's already actually broke through the atmosphere and already gone within a second. And then that light just keeps right on going. So, so same look. thing with us. Our brain has ran off synapses. It's ran off electrical power. Yeah, basically, when you die, well, it doesn't just magically just disappear. It has to go somewhere.
0: And do you think that might be uh, a cause and effect of something that I experience? I always forget about this. I actually don't talk about it because it's just such a fleeting moment. Uh, but my daughter was four years old, it was, it was like six years ago. I'm sitting at a red light, all the windows up, cold day, all the cars are around the windows up. Yeah, cold day. And um, I hear a disembodied voice in my car. I don't know what it's saying, but it's clearly a voice. It almost sounds like the clearest EVP you ever heard, but with no, the radio's off, there's, there's no channel for audio. And I think I'm imagining things, and my daughter looks up and says, Daddy, what was that? Do you think that was a residual sound from something else? a way that this happened to find a way to generate audio in front
2: of me in a way or what do you think that was? Okay, well I put it this way. I can't give you an answer because I was not there to be able to test what happened right. in that, you know, some sold environment. But I can give you ideas. And like my like prime example, there was a house at one time that they kept hearing voices that out of nowhere inside their home that would just pop up out of nowhere, like disembodied voices, even disembodied sounds. Well, they noticed that throughout time that the sounds would happen parallel with when heavy trucks were driving by that particular house. So to find out, the house was sitting on a deposit of crystal that was underground. There was caverns and stuff, and there's a whole lot of crystal. What was happening was the vibration coming off those heavy trucks going down that road was releasing trapped sounds inside those crystals, and they were penetrating up through the floorboards and into the home, and that's what they were hearing.
0: Wow, it's amazing that, that can happen. It sounds so real. As though it's almost like you swear you're having a heart attack and the doctor says you have gas pains. <laughs> There's an explanation yeah, for
2: it. exactly. It's, it's like when people say they have construction being done on their home and then all of a sudden they smell their grandmother's perfume and they're like, you know, I think grandmother is here and she's mad. No, her perfume has been permeated and trapped inside that dry paint for so many years and now you're doing this, you know, construction on the home and rebuilding it's releasing that vapor that was trapped behind all the old paint and wood. So, I mean, there there is, you know, like I said, we have to approach it and be able to – we have to go beyond the shadow of a doubt if we want to say that something is evidence. We can't sit there and go that every little sound we hear, every little light we see, whatever, is a ghost. We can't do that. Because if we do that, we're cheating ourselves, we're cheating everybody else. And here's the other thing, too. Okay. I heard this time and time again, people out there. Well, that individual is not a real investigator. I'm a real investigator. Really? And where did you get this degree from? <laughs> you, know, you you let me know, what school did you go to to get certified to become an investigator? Because there isn't one. You know, so nobody can say they're a true investigator. I like to deem it as we are people who are exploring into the paranormal more than investigating. We're looking further into it to see if we can find something that we can document and something we can hold, as like Jeff was saying earlier measured, tangible truth, and that's what we like to look for.
0: That's a exchange we just had was the perfect example of why Dead Chronicles is going to work. All right, so there you have part one of uh, – now, part two of my conversation with Chance and Jeff uh, from DeadX Radio. Uh, very uh, interesting uh viewpoints there. Uh, so much more we could have got into, but knowing that I didn't have all day to have this conversation and I wanted to get on to other things. I'm gonna talk in the beginning, you know, about how they got to be DeadX Radio and uh and film and then I wanted to make sure we fit UFOs in there. Um if you want to follow these guys, uh these guys, uh Radio, you can follow at Dead X Radio on Twitter, you can follow at Chance DXR at Jeff Hillier and then the other guys at Pat Webb, DXR, XR at I am John Rusnick at Morgan Strubler. Um, they're all on Facebook, I believe. Um, I mean, I'm following them also there on Facebook. Uh, also there's links on the description of the podcast of uh, where you can go to these events and uh, hang out with that radio and do some investigations. Also there's a link to Jules Dongu saves the world on Vimeo. If you want to check that out and give Uh, Jeff, some of your money. Uh, In the meantime, uh, next week, I'm going to have part three, the final part. We're going to talk about UFOs, disclosure, uh, thoughts on disclosure, and we're also going to do the ten questions everybody loves to hear. Also, um, again, this Saturday, if you want to go in person, cash in hand, and go uh, go through a ghost investigation at the Clay County Jail with uh, DeadX Radio. You can do that. They'll be broadcasting live this Saturday, 4 to 7 from that location, Eastern Time. If you want to see me, I'll be at MegaCon, as I won't make it to the jail, but you'll see, I'll be at MegaCon May 28th, that's Saturday, hanging out. If you uh, spot me I might come get some shirt. Come say hello. And I'll just be walking around as one of the people. In the meantime, that about sums it up. Have a good week, everybody. See you next week. I'm getting down to the sum of this, the sum of that, the sum of everything. Come on.